In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Hey, welcome to the special edition of the 300th episode of the Garlic Marketing Show. This one is just part of a larger video that we put together on YouTube. We wrote an article on LinkedIn, and this is one segment, it's a little more expanded, but if you wanna see all of it all together, just make sure to go over to our Story Cruise LinkedIn and check out the entire video. Plus, of course, make sure to subscribe. We're gonna be pushing a lot of these videos out and doing a lot more great marketing information and stories now in this new season of the Garlic Marketing Show. All right, welcome back to the 300th episode, mega episode of the Garlic Marketing Show. We're getting the best tips, what's working right now. And I have a past guest, great guy and a marketing guru, Ben Ladani from Creative MMS. Ben, thank you so much for being on. Thanks, Ian. Thanks for having me, man. And, you know, once again, we're going to talk about something that's, it's, it's simple. It's, you can do it, but most people won't do it, but it'll change your business and on how to restructure your website and get more business because they've done it. Uh, but before we get into that, let's real quick review what creative does, who you help, who you serve. Yeah, absolutely. So we're a digital marketing agency in Philadelphia. We work very heavily with uh, business to business solution providers. Uh, that are trying to attract and convert an audience with digital marketing, build a strategy and reach that audience with that strategy. And uh, very often we're doing that with things like SEO and paid advertising, social media, uh, conversion optimization and content on a website to drive results. Uh, most of the companies we work with are looking to grow and maybe trying to elevate their digital presence online. I want to have you on talk about like what's working right now on websites because I feel people get too fancy with the wrong parts of their website. Am I, do you see that a lot when you first talk to someone about like they want all these bells and whistles that really don't worry and then they don't worry about the fundamentals? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's not so much the bells and whistles to me as the hangups. You know, there's hangups in certain areas. I mean, for right now, hiring is a big concern. And so a lot of people are focused on their careers pages and their careers integration and all that, which isn't really a hangup. It's a real challenge and it's a, it's a good one to solve with digital. Um, you know, but what we'll see is somebody just uh, maybe there's, competing forces at an organization and they're not really aligned on the core goals of why they're doing what they're doing. And so sometimes somebody uh, and one side of the organization, maybe it's sales has a certain motive in mind and marketing has another motive in mind. And those competing forces tend to focus all the efforts in, in one area, they get hung up on something. So. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, but a website still for everything that you do, we've talked about this as well, is absolutely critical to have it working the right way. And, you know, our, our mutual friend, Marty, we've talked about this where, you know, they're running ads, they're getting business, but no one stays in their funnel. They leave the funnel and then come back to the website, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so really considering that website, that website design, that functionality um, is important. So you're talking about this hub and spoke model and converting to that. 
tell me a little bit about why we should do that. And then let's get into what, what, how that works. Yeah. I mean, I, the first thing I would say is, I mean, if you're not uh, optimizing campaigns and doing your marketing based on data, then you're missing a key opportunity, right? And so when we say even your campaigns, your paid media campaigns, your SEO results and what's happening, your social engagement, you're going to look at all the metrics and data to see what's performing and right. And those uh, may or may not be on-site performance type metrics, but the one thing that you can absolutely control and own is your on-site performance metrics. And so that's one of the reasons why we like the hub and spoke model of making sure your website has been built according to the funnel that you feel like you're going to bring people into and you're going to aim to convert them, but then gives you the metrics that you can use to see what's driving results. Uh, so for example, we're really big into making sure the content's organized on a website in a way that meets with the customer journey and the funnel mm. of the way a persona is going to use the site. And that way, when you do that proper planning and you have metrics in place to justify uh, the way that you've organized your content, you can also optimize it and choose which new content you want to create because you're reading that data. So, uh, you know, one of the biggest misses is that, you know, people put out a site, don't have all the data and metrics to be able to measure that, or don't look at their website as being a huge valuable tool to be able to drive lead level data that makes you make decisions about what you need to be doing with your next steps in the business. Yeah. And when someone does this the right way, I mean, what kind of results we've talked about in the past episode about it, but I really want to go over some of the results that you've seen when you do this, how does it transform a business? Yeah. I think the biggest result that it creates is this, um, the system that you have that is a layer on top of your marketing. Uh, so, so for example, I mean, a lot of, a lot of old school thinkers might see a website as just being an informational brochure online, right? But mm. what if it could be used to create is a system that is out there as a sales tool for you. It's educating your audience on, you know, what you do, why you do it, how you do it, things that they need to understand before they even consider getting into the buyer's journey. And then, you know, creating that brand awareness with people so that you are literally starting to spin a flywheel around the creating awareness uh, driving that person to make a decision and ultimately delivering amazing customer service for them because the website could still serve that purpose as well. Do you have any specific examples that you can tell us like of how it's, and you don't have to give us the client name and the actual numbers, but like a rough estimate of how like the results you've seen when you go with this model. Yeah, we have one client where we did, uh, we did, we started with personas and customer journeys, knowing that we were going to be redesigning the website. Um, and they also already had campaigns live on paid ads uh, Google ads and uh, some social advertising. And what we did was we used the data from those campaigns to help determine and, and tell us who are the personas. We interviewed the stakeholders at the company to try and refine the personas. And then we built out our customer journeys based on what we knew from the data and the metrics, what we knew for the competitors and the SEO and uh, you know what the data was telling us overall. So we planned out that customer journey. We knew the SEO and the keywords that went with it. We had the campaign intelligence and data from, the, from that. And then once we launched the new site, it had content organized in a format that we knew people expected it in. When that happened, uh, we saw within the first six weeks, a 20% jump in traffic just from SEO, which was wow. awesome. Wow. That's it. And that's, I mean, but that is because we sharpened the ax for so long planning ahead of this, you know, of the relaunch. Uh, they already had a decent foothold domain authority. You know, they weren't like brand new and just launching. And we really just repositioned around some terms that we knew that we can 
capitalize on by just making some, some, uh, some improvements to the customer journey. So it was a full redesign, content reorganized, but we remapped all the old stuff to the new stuff in a way where we were getting a nice boost really quickly. Yeah. And when you talk a 20% boost in SEO traffic, I mean, it's intent traffic. And so that is fantastic. And, you know, the the long-term, you know, a lot of people think of immediate like 20% boost, but when you think of the long-term implications, the long-term effects, even if you're running PPC, we were just talking about it with another SEO company. And like when you add PPC and SEO together, how, and you're doing well, it works. That's a huge long-term effect to the bottom line, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Especially because it sticks. I mean, we, we say, uh, you know, when you're paying for Google ads, you're basically feeding the monster. And once you turn the, feed, the the dollars off, you stop feeding the monster. But SEO, you know, you do it right. You have the right content and you have a system to continue to add to it because that's the thing is like, you know, you could be at that 20% jump and increase, but then all of a sudden competitors come out and they're talking about, you know, things that are changing in the market and you start losing some market share to those, that, that audience. So you have to continually do it. But what it typically does is it continues to build upon itself and, you know, uh, creates the businesses that we work with a lot that are in B2B as the thought leaders for the search terms that we're trying to, uh, to accommodate. Love it. And so how does the hub and spoke model work? Explain to me how you implement this. Yeah, so I use hub and spoke because you heard me say the word flywheel because we think of it in terms of a circle, right? But the center of the circle is really the customer in terms of how you're trying to reach that person, right? And that customer, the way you're trying to bring them into uh, your model is by having a really sound uh, and well-organized website that speaks to all the things that the customer is concerned about. So, um, you know, for example, if you guys, let's just say for... For us, for example, we know our funnel, we know what our people are looking for. We have uh, content online about questions that you might have about SEO. We have content online about paid advertising. And we also have a lot of white papers that might be questions, answering questions that people will have after they're doing their initial research. And so the system that we've created that's a hub and spoke for us is that there's enough content out there to catch people when they're starting to search for certain things. Then when they're trying to take the next step and they're trying to understand more about maybe it's building out an RFP for a website redesign, well, we have an asset online that's a full guide to creating an RFP for an agency. They put in their name and their information. They download that that white paper. They use it to create an RFP. And wouldn't you know, we're right there as one of the potential candidates for us to be you know, submitting for that RFP. And so we're bringing them into that flywheel and that you know, hub and spoke model through the website as being the central location for them. Um, and then the data metrics that we get shows us how people travel around that flywheel. So we know how many people came in at the top of the funnel for these key terms. We know at the lead level, for example, before I pick up the phone to call somebody that filled out a form, I know exactly what pages they've already seen. I know how long they spent on them. Um, I know if they came back and they had seen something previously. And a lot of that for us is HubSpot data that we use for lead level data. Um, And just tremendous in terms of making sure that that flywheel is spinning, which is the analogy that we use to continue to drive new audience into becoming people that are aware of you and deciding to potentially work with you to becoming hopefully customers. That's And so someone doesn't need to start with a new website to do this, right? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, what would you say would be the first steps to like figuring that out? How would you do it? Yeah. I, so um, I, I have this, uh, this post that I wrote a while back. It's out on, on Forbes that uh, was all about basically the things that you would have to do to aggregate the first steps in this. One of the first things is ownership of the data that you already currently have. 
Um, reason being, I, I use the term sharpen the ax because we're really big into making sure that before you start chopping or changing the website or taking guesses about what you need to do, you're first really thinking, uh, let me look at the data to see what it's telling me, what's working and what's not working. So gathering up what data do we have to help us make informed decision to me is always the first step. Mm. Uh, Google Analytics is one of the first places I'll turn to. I mean, if we had anybody called us off the street to say, hey, I think we might be able to work together or we're interested in a redesign, I'm going to ask for Google Analytics access so I could just see what's working, what's not, and point to some key things that might be helpful. Um, I also like to look at the market and I like to use tools like SEMrush and SpyFu to start looking at the competitors and who is seen as a competitor, what terms do, does this website rank for currently to start to get a real pulse of like, where, where are we, right? We're trying to figure out where we're going. We need to know to get there where we are right now. So get a good benchmark using the data of where you are so that when you make changes, you can measure whether or not they're working. So to me, that is always the first step. Love it. Love it. I mean, that, and that's a great place to start. And of course, if someone has the right project, they can come and work with you all. What's the best way to get in touch with you? <laughs> yeah, I would say start with the website. Check out creativemms.com. That's creative, M as in Mary, M as in Mary, S as in Sam, .com. And uh, first things first is go to our resource center. So we created a resource library. It uses a tool that we created called Core Resources, which is just a, basically an aggregation of content in uh, organized fashion. So things like white papers, things like uh, um, downloadables, webinars that we've done in the past and they're all aggregated there and easy to navigate by the certain type that you might be interested in. But I would start there and see what questions that we can already answer without having to have a conversation. And then in order to get in touch, to have that conversation, fill out that form, we'll know what you already looked at so we can have a more meaningful conversation <laughs> from when we first start. Um, but yeah, and, or pick up the phone and call us, you know, by all means, it's still not, you know, uh, such a hard thing to do to pick up the phone and call 800-805-5195 and get in touch with us by phone. So, and, and someone will answer the phone. It won't be voicemail, right? It will definitely be answered <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that before we got recording and how important is folks a little side tip. If you're running traffic, you're running leads, have someone answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know what? The way, the way I would think about this for anybody in the audience, a simple tip for that is just think about when you're trying to call a service provider, the, you will literally expect an answer right away. You'll call one, you don't get an answer, you call another one, and then you don't get an answer, you call another one. So you literally have that little amount of time to get in touch with somebody. I mean, of course, unless you've done the stuff that we're talking about, where you've built the audience and they trust you already and you put out that thought leadership content, maybe they'll wait a little bit longer, but that time to get in touch with somebody uh, impacts the conversion tremendously. Yes. Yeah. It's like uh, you have a 50% less chance of converting it after like 40 minutes. I think I've seen some studies. It's and it's a matter of the first person to get to them. I think it's something yeah. like, you know, you, uh, you're 50% more likely to win a job if you're the first person to get in touch with them or something like that. So I don't quote me on the exact stat. It might be even higher than that. So yeah. Yeah. But do it. Answer the phone and talk to them. <laughs> awesome, Ben. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about the Hub and Spoke model. Uh, we'll make sure to follow you. Follow him on LinkedIn. He's got a ton of information. Go check out Creative MMS. They've got a ton of great resources on there. I appreciate this, buddy. Thanks for being on. Absolutely, Ian. Thanks. And make sure if you're listening to this podcast, go check it out on YouTube. We've got a whole mega episode on there. Uh, you'll be able to watch all these fantastic tips on improving your digital marketing in one fell swoop. Thanks again for joining us. It's been Iron Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know what will make you an authority? 
you know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow I Am Garlic on Facebook. 